What is up, Still Studians? Happy Monday. Even though it is the day after a Pittsburgh Steelers loss, we will work through it together. I am your grateful and appreciative host here, Jeremy Ritz. Notice that my voice is nearly gone. That's because I was at the game at Akershore Stadium yesterday, rooting on your Pittsburgh Steelers to victory. Fortunately, it didn't work out, but you'd rather lose now instead of late in the season. The Steelers drop to one and one on the year, and they prepare for the Cleveland Browns on a short week. They will be playing on Thursday night in Cleveland. So we're going to get you prepared for all of that, but just want to take a moment to say thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of The Still Study, for listening and reading and sharing my work with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that. I would love to connect with you. We could do that one of three ways. You can comment on the articles at the bottom of the page. You can hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com and also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. Would love to connect with you. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. It's beautiful, beautiful studies. Anyway, tough game yesterday. Steelers fall to the New England Patriots 17 to 14. And what a difference a week makes in terms of the experience of victory and overtime and really just a I don't want to say a lifeless game, but just kind of a meh type of a game. Not much done on offense for the Steelers, and that is becoming a trend after two games. We're not seeing a lot generated in the running attack, although the the ground attack was a little bit better yesterday. It's still not enough in order for this team to consistently move the ball down the field and to win games. Finishing up the day, Najee Harris ended with 15 carries for 49 yards. That's a 3.3-yard average. He still looks a bit indecisive. He's not hitting the hole with the commitment and dedication that I talked about last week. You you need that. He can play that type of game. We've seen that from him. But he's got to make a commitment to the hole, quit trying to bounce it outside. And I think that will improve the rushing attack because there were times where the plays were blocked up, but for whatever reason, it just didn't materialize into a decent game. Nobody else really did much on the ground. Derek Watt did pick up a much-needed first down. Um, He did get a carry, one carry for two yards. That's probably one of Derek Watt's three carries for the year, if he's lucky. In terms of the passing attack, it was very lifeless, to say the least. Trubisky completed 21 of 33 passes, 168 yards. He did have a touchdown to Pat Freyermuth in the end zone. Um, did throw just a bad pick. And the passing game just really wasn't, wasn't good at all. And there are a lot of comments out there today talking about Matt Canada needing to be fired, that he is the result of this Steelers offense performing as poorly as it did. And if you heard some of the players' comments after the game, they they weren't very hmm, tactful in some of the things that they had to say about the plays being called, that they needed to attack the middle of the field. It's all dependent on how – excuse me, on what plays are called. So the, the players are being somewhat openly critical of Matt Canada, which is surprising. Also got our first example of 
the Kenny chance that occurred yesterday. It was about the third quarter when it happened. And we knew that all along that, that this was going to occur whenever Trubisky wasn't playing well, the offense wasn't playing well, that there were going to be the calls for Kenny Pickett. So the Kenny chants were in full effect. Mitch Trubisky said after the game that it didn't really bother him. And I'm not sure that putting Kenny Pickett into the lineup is going to change anything right now. Again, there's a lot of issues on this offense, starting up front with the offensive line. But really, if you look at the play calling, it's very suspect. George Pickens, who consistently seems to get open out on the field, caught one ball yesterday for 23 yards. He's not really being utilized in the offense. This team isn't taking deep shots downfield. If you look at the averages for the receivers from yesterday, Pickens had the highest yards per catch average at 23. The next closest to him was Deontay Johnson. Johnson expressed some frustration on the sidelines yesterday, addressed it after the game, said he'll work on trying to do better with that. But again, I think this team overall just feels frustrated with their offensive performance. They've got to get better short week to do that. We'll have to see what type of adjustments and changes are made going into Cleveland. On the defensive side of the football, for as dominant as the team was last week, oh yeah, they did have all-world T.J. Watt in the lineup. He This was his first game out, and the defense just wasn't great. They didn't get home. Mac Jones really had plenty of time back there to throw the football, and while he didn't put up a stellar Stat line, he was still 21 for 35, 252 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Very comparable stats to Mitch Trubisky, 21 of 33, 168 yards. The biggest difference being the yardage, 252 yards passing for Jones to Trubisky's 168. But again, Alex Highsmith didn't really do much from the edge position, neither did Malik Reed. Miles Jack was all over the field in terms of inside backer. He had 13 total tackles. Cam Hayward disappeared this game. Um, there wasn't much much there on the defensive line. The run defense was okay, but in the fourth quarter, especially when they needed stops, especially on that last drive to give the offense one more opportunity to try and score points, the defense couldn't get off the field. So, it wasn't a great game, and then you throw in a fumble by Gunnar Olszewski, the punt returner. When that happened, that was that was the turning point in the game. If Olszewski didn't fumble there, the Patriots don't score a touchdown that puts them up by a significant number, and then the Steelers are back in the contest. But that really just hindered the team, and you, bottom line, you can't turn over the football. We saw what happened last week with the Steelers performance against the Bengals they forced turnovers this week they turned the football over multiple times and it ended in a loss so all is not lost at this point again it's early in the season it's the second game it's not a divisional game and thankfully for the Steelers the Browns the Bengals and the Ravens all lost some of them in terrible heartbreaking fashion so they're more have more angry fan bases than Pittsburgh this Monday morning. But the Steelers surprisingly still sit atop the AFC North because they have the lone divisional win. And that's what makes this game against Cleveland that important Thursday night. They've got to get the win. If they could secure a win against Cleveland, 
That's two AFC North victories. You have to feel very, very proud of that and really just confident knowing that you're already up to nothing in the division. So this game is going to be important. There's no time to sulk about the loss. They got to get back in the film room. They got to study. They got to have a good game plan. Better play calling from Matt Canada. Better performance on the defensive side of the ball. So these guys got to be ready to go Thursday night. They can't drop to one and two. Will they do it? Who knows? That's why they played a game. Anyway, studyings, hold your head up high. It's one loss. It's going to happen. This isn't going to be the last time that they lose a game this season, but we will get through it together. As always, just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of the Still Study. For listening to my scratchy voice, man, I was going off yesterday. I was trying to, to root that team on to victory. Uh, it didn't happen, but it was great being out there with all fans and Steelers Nation. Let's get this one this week. Don't forget about the podcast I do with Jim Wexel. Jim and I will be recording tomorrow. Um, had something come up today. Wasn't able to get that done today. But be on the lookout for that. It is linked in the show notes. Check it out. And remember, on this Monday, despite the loss, life is beautiful in the black and gold. Peace, everyone. Make it a great week.